my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a terrific weekend. Uh, solo episode today. I'm doing some listener mail. I know it's been a while. I have a bunch of great questions. As always, I'll try to get to all of them if I have the time. Uh, before I get to listener mail, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like the show and want to support us, you can uh, hit us up over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast all right let's jump right into listener mail uh this is the the question of the week ladies and gentlemen (laughs) why are democrats celebrating eighty-seven thousand new irs agents um for the same reason they were only anti-war until obama was elected now they have you know raytheon tattoos on their necks um because their only principle is a deep hatred of republicans like that is that's their that's their driving that's their motivator uh, that, that's really all they care about. They think the IRS will hurt more Republicans than Democrats, so they're all for it. Um, obviously, they are taxation enthusiasts, <laughs> okay? Uh, they, they love being oppressed by the state. They love a, a good old boot on their necks. And these people are riddled with, with Stockholm Syndrome. Um, I mean, it is pathetic. I mean, they, they think—I mean, there's, what, 700 billionaires in—, in uh, the United States, they think that these those eighty seven thousand, <laughs> and every single one of those billionaires get audited every year. Um, they, if they really think those uh, eighty seven thousand new IRS agents are only going after the rich and they have another thing coming, and honestly, I don't think they actually believe that. I don't think they believe Biden or Chuck Schumer. I just think they they think um, that the left will use those will use an expanded IRS to to hurt us to destroy people like you and I. So um, that's that's why they're excited about it. Um, but by the way, Republicans introduced an amendment to this wicked monstrosity of a bill that uh uh that that's going to send inflation through the roof and tax the middle class into homelessness um republicans introduced an amendment that would have prevented the 87,000 new irs agents from auditing um the working class every democrat uh voted against it so the amendment failed so uh, they they do truly want to crush the working class that is the goal let's see um why do you suppose Manchin and Cinema caved on the bill? And do you think Democrats will push for lockdowns closer to the midterms? Um, I mean, I have to imagine Manchin caved just to get some good press. You know, I, he, this man has learned that West Virginians will vote for him no matter what, no matter how much he hurts them and their families. How? I mean, West Virginia is in, impoverished. I mean, it's it's one of the poorest states in the country. Um, people are leaving in droves. The economy is in shambles. Um, Joe Manchin has done nothing uh, to help, uh, and he still won easily. Yeah, I mean, he he won re-election easily a couple years ago in a state that Trump won by forty-five points. Okay, <laughs> like Trump won it. It was the biggest uh, Republican landslide of of any state, I believe, even more so than like Mississippi and Alabama. Um, and and Manchin still won easily. Um, and they'll vote for him again. <laughs> I mean, they'll, they'll vote for him again, even though their taxes are going up. Uh, I mean, this this bill is going to wipe West Virginia wipe West Virginia out. I mean, people are really going to suffer. Uh, in this bill are a whole bunch of new taxes and regulations on the coal and fracking industries, um, which I suppose will just finish off whatever's left of West Virginia's economy. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, voters, uh, 
I don't know. They're not too bright these days, and they're still going to vote for him. So, and and Kirsten Sinema is a leftist. I mean, she used to, uh, before she was in office, she used to dress up in crazy pink outfits and scream at the moon about how evil Republicans are and stuff like that. Like, I mean, just because she's gotten a couple votes right over the last few years doesn't mean she's a moderate or anything. I mean, she does vote with, with Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden something like ninety nine percent of the time. So I, it shouldn't be uh, very surprising. Um, lockdowns, I mean, like New York and California, states like that will. I mean, they can't help themselves. They're just addicted um, to just authoritarianism at this point. And, and they'll, they'll lock down those states again. And Democrats in states like that are, I mean, they're still wearing five masks and, and getting vaccines every four hours. And I mean, they're not going to mind being locked in their homes at gunpoint again. I mean, they, like I said, these people do have Stockholm Syndrome. I mean, they, they love being oppressed. And, you know, they love, um, you know, they love being in chains, if you will. Um, you know, they're, they're the ones who wanted to go back to Egypt. So, um, I, I, but I can't imagine any red or purple states trying it. It's just not, I mean, like, people know that the lockdowns did nothing. People know that masks don't work. People know that the vaccines aren't effective. I mean, like, the, the cat's out of the bag. Even if it's like a, a purple state with a Democrat governor, like a Wisconsin or something, there's just no way. Um, there's no way they'd be get, they'd get away with it. I mean, I've been wrong before. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess anything can happen. Who would win in a fight, a bear with a saber or a lion with a hand grenade? <laughs> um, a lot to unpack here. Um, neither animal has opposable thumbs or can really use tools. So I'm assuming these are genetically enhanced uh, lions and bears that, that possess the ability to use weapons. Um, in that case, uh, a lion with the, with a hand grenade would probably win. Um, but, I mean, what kind of bear? <laughs> you know? Like, a, a, a lion could easily kill a brown bear, but probably couldn't kill a grizzly bear. Um, to the best of my knowledge, I don't really know much about Africa. I don't even know if there are any bears in Africa. I mean, there probably are somewhere. I don't know. Somebody Google that for me. Um, but to the best of my knowledge, in North America, outside of, like, you know, cubs and kittens, I don't believe there's much of any predation between, like, mountain lions and bears in North America. I mean, a, a mountain lion can't kill an adult grizzly bear. And maybe, you know, it could kill a black bear probably. Um, I doubt a black bear could kill a mountain lion and grizzly bears cannot climb trees. So there's no way you could catch a mountain lion. So there's not a lot of data on like lion versus bear, uh, matches in in the past. There's not enough information, but I would say, uh, if I were a betting man, the hand, the hand grenade, you know, if the, these are like, you know, some kind of like human hybrid animals that have like thumbs and can use tools, I'd say that the hand grenade would be the X factor there for sure. How painful is it to watch Alex Stein? Never heard of him. So uh, not painful at all. Uh, haven't watched him. I don't know if he's on tele. I don't have cable. So if he's on uh, television, then I, I wouldn't be familiar. Um, no idea. I mean, if, if you're explaining, apparently whoever this man is, his content is, you, you're describing is painful. So I'm going to go ahead and not check it out. I'll save myself the time. How do you become a judge in a wet t-shirt contest? <laughs> um, no idea. I've never been asked. Can't help you out there, buddy. Sorry. If a Jew denounces George Soros, a demonic asshat who funds uh, damaging socialist causes, does that make them the Jewish face of anti-Semitism? <laughs> um, uh, this is responding to Max Boot, who, uh, who, uh, who said criticism of George Soros is anti-Semitic. That's pretty rich from the party who doesn't think Israel should exist and ignores anti-Jewish hate crimes because most of them are committed by blacks, and blacks are, of course, as we all know, higher on the intersectional pyramid than Jews. Um, I mean, George Soros has done, like, 
more to destroy this country in the West than anyone since like FDR. So I don't care what religion he claims. He's a wicked man and should be called as such. Um, the, yeah, the, 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 the calls for, anti, I mean, come on, anti-Semitic to criticize George Soros. My goodness. Uh, from Max Boot. Oh my gosh. Is there a certain actor where you might have to look up his or her name, but he or she elevates every film they are in? Um, yeah, and I actually had to look up this guy's name. <laughs> but uh, I'd go with uh, Christoph Waltz. Uh, he plays the bounty hunter in Django Unchained. He plays the the SS guy, the Nazi in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Super talented guy. Um, and like he's, I don't think he's ever been like the lead, you know? Um, but and I can never remember his name, but he's fantastic. Super talented guy, uh, Christoph Waltz. Definitely makes every every movie... Uh, better, especially those two movies. He really was the the star of the show, I think. Not that everybody else in those movies weren't great, because they all were, and those are two great movies. But, yeah. In a shit-hits-the-fan situation, what's your choice of rifle, pistol, shotgun? Uh, pick two calibers of rifle, and why? Um. Okay, so, like... It's, so, it's just, do I pick two guns, or a rifle, a pistol... And a shotgun, and then you know, rifle. You, I can pick two different calibers of rifle. I'll answer each question because the question is a little unclear. Any so this is just like society breaks down, have to fend for yourself, have to get your own food, have to protect your family. You know what I mean? That kind of situation. You're gonna have to think about a couple things like lethality, obviously hunting applications, and just like how easy it's gonna be to find ammo, right? Like a lot of these like specialty calibers, you know. I, I, it you're just not going to find if society breaks down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you're going to have to find, like, you'd want to choose firearms that shoot very common, easy-to-find ammo. So I'd go with, like, any reliable 9mm that accepts a 12-round mag. Like, you, you want, you know, a higher-capacity mag. You don't want, like, a 7-plus-1 or something. Like, anything that, uh, any reliable, not you know, a Glock, Springfield, SIG, like, what, Beretta, you know, like, whatever, um, you know, something, that you're not going to want a 1911 that jams all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't want something like that. Um, you know, any, any Glock or SIG or whatever um, that that accepts like a 12-round mag. You'd want a pump-action 12-gauge shotgun. Obviously, you can find 12-gauge ammo anywhere. Pump-action because they never jam, and you literally can't break them. I mean, you could run them over with your car, and it, that thing's still going to shoot straight. Um, and, like, you know, with gas-powered inertia, you know, action shotguns, it's, you're going to run into jamming issues and stuff, cleaning issues. But I mean, like just a pump action, a Mossberg 500, a Remington 870. I mean, like the, that thing will never jam on you. You'll be good to go. You'll be able to find ammo. And then if I had to pick two rifle calibers, I'd go with, you know, two, two, three, five, five, six. I know there's much more powerful rounds out there, but it's cheap. You can find it anywhere. You know, like I said, I'd imagine if society breaks down, less popular calibers would be hard to find. Um, I'd go with thirty out six Springfield for for hunting for the same reason. You you know, ammo's cheap; you can find it anywhere, and you can take down anything from like varmints all the way up to like the largest game animals in North America. You know, moose and brown bear. Ernest Hemingway uh, one timed a, a rhino uh, in in full stride at a hundred yards um, with a thirty out six. That, that I mean, that's back in the forties when rifles and ammo were way less efficient and reliable and accurate. So. Um, you know, if it's good enough to take down a rhinoceros running at full speed, it's good enough to take down an elk. Um, if you could only, if you're asking just two firearms, like you can have two guns, 
to to handle the apocalypse. <laughs> um, you know, you'd want. I honestly, I, I think I'd, I'd leave the pistol behind. You know, um, I mean, if society breaks down, I think a lot of dudes be walking around with ARs and stuff. It probably wouldn't be as uncommon to open carry a rifle in that situation. Um, you'd have to go with like you'd probably want a shotgun. You know, a twelve a Mossberg five hundred Remington eight seventy. Uh, because that's that's how you're gonna kill ducks and geese and turkeys and you know you can do small game and pheasants and everything else, um, doves, um, and uh, obviously it's good for home defense as well. Throw some slugs in there, um, and then you'd want like a, a rifle, probably in an AR platform, semi-auto. You know, it accepts a 30 round magazine, something like that. But you'd want a you know AR chambered in something bigger. You know, you wouldn't want like two two three Remington because you know it's it's hard to bring down big game with that. You'd want like a you know they they chamber ARs in a lot in a lot of these straight walled cartridges. Go with 450 Bushmaster, 350 Legend, something like that. It'll double as a as a self defense weapon. Um, you know, 30 round magazine, semi automatic, but it, it also has plenty of ass to take down like an elk or a moose or something or a bear or you know a dangerous game, something like that. So, um, I guess that would be uh, that would be my answer. Um, best company for sur- best sorry guys best company for survival food and why uh, i've never bought um anything like that i've never bought survival food or or, or anything like freeze dried food or anything like that um not that it's a bad idea I, I definitely think it is a good idea obviously we we never know how long this recession or depression is going to last you don't know what's going to happen at your job it, it's always good to to have food i mean we my wife and i do have a lot of food in storage we have a lot of canned food um, we, we do have, we, we keep a lot of food on deck if the worst were to happen, but none of, uh, we don't, we've, we've never bought any survive, you know, marketed as survival food. Um, you know, but I do hunt and fish, you know, I, I hunt and fish all year. Um, I have three freezers. Um, one of them's dedicated specifically to wild fishing game. Um, so I, I'm putting a ton of meat, hundreds and hundreds of pounds of meat, um, in that freezer every year. So it's, uh, I guess my survival food is just the animals that I shoot myself. And I'm also been, you know, we, we grew a ton of stuff in the garden this year and, uh, too much to, to eat, you know, before it goes bad. So, you know, we're, you know, we're freezing a lot of vegetables. I'm, I'm pickling a lot of stuff. I have like fish, cucumbers, um, some other veggies, onions, you know, and other stuff pickling right now in the fridge. And, um, so it's like, I'm kind of just doing my own, <laughs> my, my own strategy for survival food. But, uh, I'm, there's a lot of good companies, out there for sure uh, that that isn't as expensive as you'd think. So it's it's always good to have extra food on hand, whether it's just canned goods, whether it's stuff you kill yourself, or whether it's survival food. It's definitely definitely smart. Um, man, I just whipped through those questions. I need to talk. Sl- I need to talk slower, ladies and gentlemen. By mistake, I will make it up uh, to you with a much much longer episode on Wednesday. Thank you guys uh, for all the kind words. Uh, thank you guys for supporting the show as always. I really appreciate it. And thanks again for all the great questions. Um, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. <laughs>